Welcome to Fumbling Hobbyist, where we explore adventures and misadventures in spare time. I'm Sarah Gallagher, your host, and I just wanted to say today it is so good to be back here with you. We were out of town this past weekend, and it was so much fun. It was such a whirlwind. I had forgotten how long it had been since I had done any traveling and how long it had been especially since I had flown anywhere and I had kind of forgotten how much I enjoyed that. So we went to Washington DC for four days this weekend and just had so much fun and I will tell you I've only been to DC once before this trip and I really enjoyed the city then and I had kind of forgotten I think how much I enjoyed that city. There's so much to do and it's so walkable and everything just seems to be free all the time. And we took my kids too, my husband and myself and our two children who are four years and nine months old, went to Washington DC. And it was so much fun. And I don't think that I would have chosen to do the things that we did, you know, if I hadn't gone with kids. We went to a Wegmans Wonder Place, which is in the Smithsonian's American History Museum, which was oh, just a wonderful little play place for the kids, and we spent just hours there. And then the next day, we went to Imagination in the National Museum of American Indian History, and we spent almost the whole day there. It was so glorious. I was thinking this weekend a little bit that if I had a soul hobby, it might be traveling. And I don't think of it as such. If you haven't been with us the last couple of weeks, by the way, a soul hobby is a term that I coined here on Fumbling Hobbyist based on something my sister Megan said about a month ago on the podcast She said that if she stopped working with horses or if she no longer was able to have a hobby of working or playing or riding with horses, she would lose a part of her soul. So a soul hobby is one that if you stop doing it, you sort of lose a bit of your identity or you in some way stop being yourself. And that was such a weird thing to me because I don't feel like... I necessarily have soul hobbies. Like I couldn't tell you something off the top of my head that if I stopped doing this, if I could never do this hobby ever again, I would lose a part of myself or I would somehow stop being who I am. But this weekend, being able to travel after some time of not traveling, I felt such a relief. I felt like a relief of being able to travel, being able to get out and about, and it was so, so glorious. So I need to mull that over a little bit more and see if maybe traveling might be a soul hobby for me. We shall see. I'm not sure. Anyway, that was super fun. Meanwhile, I also had a situation come up not a situation exactly, that's not the right phrase, but after our conversations, um, my sister Megan had sent me this passage from a book she was reading that I have read. Um, I read it 
uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago. It's called Big Magic. It's by an author named Elizabeth Gilbert, who you probably know from Eat, Pray, Love. Um, and she wrote an anecdote in her book that talks about a situation where a man was asking advice of a well-known author and he asked for advice because he was writing and writing and writing and he just wasn't getting anywhere and he wasn't getting published and he was feeling really frustrated about this and just um, was really feeling all the rejection and all the disappointment and this author told him not to persevere. He told him to quit and go pursue other hobbies and if down the road he found that he was not himself or if he had found nothing that took the place of writing in his life then he would have no choice but to continue writing even though it was so frustrating to him and I found that so interesting to think about and the idea that Perhaps a soul hobby could be something that you don't enjoy. Perhaps it could be something that you actually kind of abhor and is frustrating and is disappointing and causes you all sorts of pain in your life and yet you are somehow not yourself without that hobby. Yeah, it's weird to think about. And I'm not totally sure if I agree that that should be a soul hobby. I feel that things that we do in our lives, if they're not bringing us contentment or joy um, or furthering our relationship with each other or with God or somehow providing some sort of um, some sort of enhancement to our lives, I wonder if they are, in fact, worth pursuing. But from what I've heard of artists and authors, sometimes that is true. I've heard lots of authors say that they don't enjoy writing, but they enjoy having written. And I think that's really interesting. I will say I enjoy traveling, and I enjoy having traveled. Um, I enjoy podcasting. And I enjoy having podcasted. I do enjoy writing. I would not call myself a writer. I don't know if I enjoy having written. Like, I don't know if I really care about having written something unless somebody else reads it. Then I probably care. Um, but I do kind of like writing when I sort of get absorbed in whatever I'm writing or whatever I'm researching or whatever I'm learning. So I'm curious about that. If you have a soul hobby or a hobby perhaps that is not a soul hobby that either brings you great joy and contentment or perhaps brings you great pain and anguish, I'd love to hear your thoughts about whether or not it's worth it, particularly if the hobby brings you more pain, either physical or emotional, as in the case of Megan's Broken Foot perhaps. Um, shoot me an email at fumblinghobbyist at gmail.com or get on the Facebook page and follow us and join the conversation. We'd really, really love to hear from you. The other interesting thing that I want to talk about today is my unicycle. 
And I say interesting kind of fast and loose there because last time I mentioned the unicycle, I had promised that if I was able to ride it by the time we went to Glacier National Park this summer, that I would post a video of me riding the unicycle in Glacier National Park. And then I didn't think about the unicycle for several weeks. And then I moved the unicycle upstairs when it started to get a little bit warmer, but I will ashamedly admit that I have not been on the unicycle since last time I mentioned the unicycle on this podcast. So just to warn you, I still maintain that if I'm able to ride it by the time we go to Glacier National Park, I will post a video, but if I were you, I wouldn't hold your breath. I will say that here where I live, it's getting a lot warmer and it is just so glorious. It is rhubarb season for one thing. Oh joy, which is one of my favorite. I would don't know if I would call it a hobby, but I grow rhubarb because, you know, you can't kill rhubarb and I love eating it. And so this weekend, I am hoping to pick the first rhubarb of the season and make some yummy delicious desserts. The rhubarb that I have growing outside of my house is a strain of rhubarb that's actually an heirloom in my family. It was purchased by my great great grandmother, I believe. Um after her husband died, she bought this little rhubarb plant and people made fun of her because why would you spend money on rhubarb? Rhubarb is free. And she did. And now so many people, probably hundreds of people in my extended family have descendants of this rhubarb growing in their yard. So it's kind of a neat and weird heirloom that we have. But I am hoping to not burn my rhubarb this weekend. It's been a while since I've cooked or baked anything. So hopefully it will turn out really, really well. I will keep you updated. In the meantime, we will see you back here next time on Fumbling Hobbyist. Have a great week, everyone.